Hola, está jueves en el abend und ich heiße Kingdom of Loathing. Uh, hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, your host, Jick. Uh, and me, Riff. Und mir. Uh, mir, that's right. I don't even fucking know. Yeah, yeah I was trying uh, to remember hot, hot what stuff? the German would be, but. Uh, yeah. I've lost all of my languages. I'm hot stuff. Okay. Even English. Yep. Guys, how you been? <sighs> taxes? Yeah, it's been, been taxing. Pretty yep. fucking taxes. Jesus Christ. Did you pay your taxes, Riff? Yeah, just in, well, uh, like two days away from being just in time. <laughs> that's that's a lot of time. You yeah, I mean, in the, these days of, of electronic filing, I suppose it's... These are the days of lasers in the jungle. That's what Paul Simon taught us in 1988. Those were the days of lasers in the jungle. Was that also that was the no day when you could call him Al? Mm-hmm. Now I'm imagining album. someone album. being in prison and getting a cake and someone doesn't understand the concept and like bakes e-file forms into the cake. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say that lasers would shoot out of it. No. Oh, yeah. You could use a laser cutter to cut through the bars or to make a cool, uh, I don't know, a, a two-dimensional sculpture. One of those, like, dinosaur skeletons that you put together. Okay. Out of pieces of balsa wood. Mm. I mean, it becomes a three-dimensional sculpture. It's just stored Sure, flat. it's stored flat. But, I mean, you could you could ship that into prison and then somebody could, like, stage a fake dinosaur attack oh, to freak the guards out. <laughs> okay. And the guards would all flee. Psychological warfare. And then the inmates would be running the asylum. Also, this is a prison for the for the criminally insane. Uh, well, do you guys want to answer some Kingdom of Loathing questions? Sure. sure. Okay. Vernacio wrote, hey, guys. Oh, wait, you know what? I actually had a story to tell. Okay. Uh, when we first bought the office, uh-huh. uh, I talked to one of the neighbors, and the neighbor told me a story about a guy who had left his house, which was like three or four doors down from the office, unoccupied for a summer while he was off living somewhere else. And when he came back, a colony of crack hobos had moved in and uh, done $20,000 worth of damage to the building <laughs> in his absence. Do you want to know how much damage we did to the office by using it as an office for 10 years? <laughs> I'm going to say half a gang of crack hobos. <laughs> 90% of a gang of crack hobos. Uh, well, I don't know. 18,000. Oh, right. Because yeah. there's also the exterior. No, we didn't not- really do the damage to the exterior. That that was just That nature. was the sun. Yeah. Well. The sun uh, when- and, and tree roof cats peeing you know, in the gutters. and Nature has many names. Uh, one of them is neglect. <laughs> Uh, anyway, eighteen thousand uh, dollars so far has been spent in the service of making that building that you lived in, Riff, until about a week ago habitable by humans. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I've still lived in worse places. <laughs> so, are humans just they are just entropy machines for houses? Like we we just. We get it, and it's, like, relatively nice, and then we just d- drive it into yeah, the ground. Yeah, time is an entropy machine for yeah. houses and anything, yeah. right? I mean, that's entropy only goes one way. There's only one everything. Well, but in both of these cases, it was humans. It was, like, residents and hobos. 
Sure. Yeah. Okay. Destroying things. Kobos are really just faster. modern adventurers. So that's true. That's true. They're if you, you seal know, up they all find of the your, best power up. If you crack seal up all of your cock it and use as much of it holes as possible with some cock. Okay. Uh, can the crack hobos not get in they anymore? They can get in through the, through the cracks that are remaining. You can uh, never get all the cracks. You can always use more crack. That's one thing I've learned is the only thing better than crack is some more crack. Uh, I made some really clear ice. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That was pretty You're good. You're going to have to talk about this on every podcast. That's good. Did, you have, happy to, to do did so. you have to make regular ice and then shave it down or did you no. get to... Nope. Just regular ice. old cubes of... Very clear ice. If you want to know, KOL podcast listener, the secret methodology for making clear ice, turn into video games hot dog. Turn into video games hot dog. <laughs> yeah, be, Poof. be a transformer. Become our podcast. Be an audio transformer. Let me call you a cab. <laughs> Poof, you're a cab that transforms into a podcast. Also, your door is ajar. <laughs> also, you drive in a parkway and park on a driveway. <laughs> Vernacio says, hey guys. Dinsey is great, and I'm loving slamming my head against Wart Dinsey in hopes that something will align and I'll win. Uh, as for my question, I was listening to a 2014 podcast, and when discussing the level 12 revamp, you thought about being able to get an Ascension Persistent Yurt slash Dorm Room from the Hippies or Frats that you could decorate and visit for various effects. Did this eventually, or did this, pardon me, did this idea eventually turn into the Chateau, or is it still something to expect? Um, a little both. It, the Chateau was like a test run for what would an alternative dwelling to your campsite be. Um, hmm. You know what that might be a test run for is eventually just replacing the campsite with something other than everything that is currently there. Um, like replace all of the functionality with something else? Yeah. Just make, you know, make the campsite into a different kind of thing like we've sort of always wanted to. Oh, sure. Um, and because we've replaced the campsite more or less functionally with stuff that is better and elsewhere, it won't be as big a deal. Uh, anyway, thanks as always for the great game, and I'm working on that fart hamburger. Well, good. Good to know. Uh, a lot of stuff about the level 12 quest. Huh. Interesting. This month. Potentially spoilery, spoilery question, says White Wizard 42 uh, When the war is revamped, will heroes and metal, metal still exist, or should I make a point of collecting them now before they disappear? Or is that too secret and we don't get to know? The heroes will not go away, I don't think. Um, I'm planning on reusing all the monsters, basically, because that would just be so much work to reconstruct yeah. them. I mean, I think maybe all their drops could use a little bit of examination to try to make some things more interesting. Um, some stuff that currently doesn't really get any attention, you know? Um, there are various, you know, since there will be other methods for speeding things up than the existing just sort of double, 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 double thing, um, you know, some of the combat, combat items could just kill multiple guys on the other side or whatever. There's double, all sorts double, of ways trouble, that we could make it internally trouble. relevant. Um, as far as the medals, that is a great question. Medals. Yeah, the rewards, the, the all of the medals that you get for, yeah, the... Bravery. Alpha Bravo. I am guessing that we can figure out a way to get those into whatever new scheme. I mean, we could just yeah. have it have them be offered to you for various speeds at which you've completed it on each side the way that it is now. And just figure out how to do it, right? I mean, it's it would be dumb. It would be dumb to get rid of an existing scheme to just make new items to both add a bunch of work to our workload and make a thing that you can't get anymore. Because like neither of those are things that we like to do. We don't like work, and we don't like taking things away from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Salutations, says one divine divinity. I love this game. I am totally enjoying my thoughts about my twin tunes show up in onions. Our star dimension shows up as a single center, while twins and triplets have quite a different effect. I am taking the 8-bit path due to a dream. The IRL skin that I have been dealing with for the past couple of weeks may have been from celebrating my one-quarter birthday. It was my grandma's, technically, but I have one-quarter of her genes, thus one-quarter of me was naturally linked to that specific date. Or it may have been from the game. Hard to tell, ATM. T.Y., good luck. Yours truly, Shayla Van Warmer. I understood almost none of that. I mean, I knew all the words. Yeah. You, in fact, you recited them. I did. Well, I read them. I mean, is that a... Uh, you didn't commit them to memory? It's probably some sort of spell. Yeah. Have I just been... Have I been white-noised? Have I been snow-crashed? Hi, guys, says Nakota. Not sure you'll be able to answer this, but it's worth a shot. Are we stuck on this cartouche code because we're missing a significant amount of puzzle pieces or because we're proceeding with the wrong assumptions? Alphanumeric strands to be linked together and possibly ciphered. Well... I don't, as near as I can tell, mm-hmm. there is one post on the forum thread that is surprisingly similar to a thing that might have been on one of our whiteboards at one time. I don't believe that you guys are missing any cartouches now it's possible that you are but unlikely it's complicated i think it is possible that you guys have all the data um i can't say whether or not you're proceeding with the wrong assumptions um either way thank you so much for all the awesome content dinsey landfill is amazing i can't wait to see it fleshed out uh, with next year's challenge path avatar of wart dinsey <laughs> yeah i don't know if i i don't know if i have much more dinsey stuff in me it's weird i was talking about this today somebody posted that they really liked the way the quests work in Dinsey Landfill, and they kind of liked uh, Conspiracy Island, but they didn't really like the quests uh, on uh, the Sleaze one, Spring Break Beach. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out, like, I wonder what, what the it difference is, is about those that make them feel like... Because I, personally, I feel like Dinsey Land was kind of phoned in. Like, I never really got to the point where I thought, ah, oh, this is good with that. And I know that that does not always correspond. I mean, it absolutely doesn't always correspond to what people are going to like. But I've, I very much felt like this one is the weakest of all of them. And it's interesting to see it get such positive feedback. I mean, I guess it connects. I don't care about referencing Disney, right? But a lot of people do. A lot of people like that. That's a, yeah, I feel like that's really important. Of stuff, like it's, it's an important property to people. Like, and that thing that is going to make it good for a lot of players is not a thing that I feel makes it good because it's a. It's not mechanically mm-hmm. interesting or something. Well, no, it's not, but it's, it's not, it's neither mechanically interesting nor like conceptually original. Hmm. Really? I mean, I guess it is, right? It's like garbage versions of all of these, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, I don't feel like it has bad, it is a bad quality product. Right. It just. It felt like a chore to get it done rather than a thing that I was like excited to commit to to bits to a bit. I want to say that I think that it is possible that there is some insight or information to be gained from continuing to gather cartouche data. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would I would not stop frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing. Yeah, that's all. No, you're right. Okay. Um, hmm. you'll have to explain that to me because I, I think I understand why, but I am not a hundred percent sure. 
And I do understand the puzzle. It's not like I forgot. It's right. like there's probably just a thing about the arithmetic that I don't. No, it's it's it, you're not thinking. There's there's something else going on that you're probably not thinking about. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about clans, says Hammered. We really use our message boards. Would it be possible for there to be a date of the most recent post to the boards on the clan homepage so people can see whether there might be anything new there without having to click on boards and sift through the group dates? Yeah, that shouldn't be too bad of a query. Hmm. Um, Will it include the year? <laughs> probably not. How about an option to exclude inactive clannies when buying clan-wide buffs? Uh, huh. I thought that was... Yeah, I thought so too. You all right? Yeah. Ow. Did you just get super shocked like, in your ears? Yeah. Like you got, like your brain, was, are you <sighs> really good at math right now because you just got electrocuted through your ears? Well, man, I shouldn't have touched the carpet. I think that was my problem. Yeah. It, man, the office has been staticky as fuck. Like every time you go to touch a light switch, the screws, I mean, just because they're metal, right? And grounded, like mm. it is incredible. It is incredible how powerful the static shocks are. Huh. Have you been pulling up the carpet or something? No. no. I mean, it's... It's just all this this carpet that's been storing up a static electricity for years under yeah, the couch. Yeah, the couch off of it, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's real. But <laughs> Have you been storing a lot of balloons and cats? And glass rods, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that last is once again because of my favorite question, my third time asking, but I've heard someone else ask it since the last time I did. Would it be possible to allow us to have it be an option whether to remove the players from the whitelist when we boot them instead of having it be automatic? If not, could we at least alter it so that deleting from the whitelist was not part of the operation at all and have the default be to boot them and leave the whitelist alone? See, I feel like the default being to boot them and leaving the whitelist alone means the default is if you are trying to kick someone out of your clan because they are an asshole letting them back in right like booting is a tool that we give to clan administrators so that you can kick somebody out if they are looting or being disruptive in the chat or being a jerk or whatever right like if somebody's voluntarily leaving why don't they just leave running your pool table without like, your permission booting is primarily but i mean i get it you, booting is also a way to to do house cleaning to do house cleaning yeah. right Soft I, shoeing, perhaps. I mean, it probably wouldn't be the end of the world. Hiatus. To just put... Because you. I think you just... Do you have a... Is there a button next to each person to boot them? Or is there a checkbox? Oh, God. Because, I mean, if there's only one button to boot, we could... To, <laughs> to press, to press, lava, to boot, to boot. Um, that's a fish lyric. Um... <laughs> Then there could just be another checkbox next to it, like do not delete whitelists while booting, and that wouldn't right. be terrible interface wise. And then it would just be like if you click that checkbox, don't execute this code right. in the booting thing. Remind me. All right. <laughs> Implement Multiple? more precise. Oh exit interface oh implement more precise exit interface okay. that's good allow allow the clan leader to provide more precision yeah so as i'm walking through the french doors which will yep. remind me of the hancock tower designed by famed architect and still living architect i am pay oh really yeah i did a not living know that. legend okay a living legend both the architect of the world famous hancock tower world famous for being all fucked up <laughs> and also famous for being the seed of every mnemonic device <laughs> Invented after one week ago. Right. All right. Has it only been a week? Implement more precise wow. exit interface. Interface. Yep. Implement more precise exit interface. 
Exit interface. <clears throat> Where it's going to get rough is if there are individual boot buttons next to each one, because then there would have to be... What I don't like is columns that have the Two same boots. text in them a million times. Well, but then we should just get rid of those individual buttons and just... Well, yeah, but then that's a much bigger job to... Okay. Oh, because then everything has to be a single form and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's... Okay. And it's also like, you know, doing this in one of our test clans where there's like 10 guys, what is acceptable to us is entirely unacceptable to people who right. have big clans. Uh, Glebe says, Barf Mountain is neat. Thanks to the crazy meat drops, you can actually farm for a Mr. Accessory in a month again. Eh? Can you? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you can. People are freaking out about that, and I don't really think that it needs to be freaked out about. It's it's interesting because it's not... Like, there were ways to be getting more meat than that per turn on yeah. average in the game. And so we just sort of raised the bar for the sort of... The easy, easy mode. mode. If stuff. you give us $10, which, like, yeah. that's, you know... We've never, like, this is the way that I would rather give a meat advantage to people who donate rather than, like, if you donated for three bottle rocket crossbows, now just fucking juggle them around your multis and spend all your turns right. on the icy peak. That's where the cool kids farm meat these days. Uh, you know, I will say what I said in the Something Awful KOL thread, which is that, like, Dinzyland is selling pretty well. Like, so this is not, this is not a story about, uh, uh, an item of the month that there aren't very many of. This is a story about the sizes of various groups. Of the people who have played KOL in the last two weeks, 1% of them have access to Dinzyland. So hmm. that's not what's fucking up the economy. What is fucking up the economy is speculation and panic. I mean, which is the only thing that ever fucks up the economy, right? Like, <laughs> the only thing that ever makes things change really quickly. Fucks up any economy. I think. Well, okay, Black Sunday changed the economy fairly quickly. <laughs> but... I, somebody just bought all the cheap Mr. A's is what happened. Like somebody is betting that the prices are going to go up and they bought them. They bought all the cheap ones out of the mall. And so now the prices are high. Like it's, it, it's been like 10 days. Also is the thing that you always have to remember when you're freaking out about something in the mall. You know, this too shall pass. <laughs> anyway, uh, Will we see other optimal zones, continues Glebes, in a future charter, like a super stat gym in that 70s volcano, or a beefed up jobs board in Cool World? Oh no, Glebes spoiled Cool World. <laughs> We're actually going to get uh, uh, Kim Basinger to voice one of the NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll type in the text for the conversation for yeah, us. As far as for you know. a birch. <laughs> That, you're thinking of Ghost World? Ghost World. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, that's, that's that'll be the bad. next spooky. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. A if we cool start doing the hybrid, ghost, if we start doing the hybrid cool zones, ghost cool world. Ghost World will be the, <laughs> the cold spooky one. I like it. What's poppin' players? Says Electric Chair J. Ed's almost over. I'm surprised this hasn't happened yet. Can we please have one or at least three buttons for Ed's skills? It's tedious clicking 21 skills each new run. Or maybe once you have all the necessary starting skill points, you can just start an Ed run with all the skills. Less than three. J. Did he I'm assuming that's what that guy sounds like. exclamation points? Uh, well, because he started it out by saying, what's poppin' players? So I just assume uh, that's what okay. that guy, that's how he would have wanted me to read it. Yeah, I don't, I'm sorry uh, that I didn't do that. Um, it's just every time we do another one of these fucking avatar skill things, we have to make a whole new interface for it, and then it's just like nah. there's still a month left. People would, and this is the time when people have this all the time when people would appreciate it the most, so they would yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. 
Uh, Zero Flex Flyer says, Hi guys, any particular reason that you can't collect pirate insults from the pirates at the pirates of the garbage barges in Dinsey? Thanks. Yeah, you know, I looked this up. Improve multi-purchase ad interface. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And uh, implement more precise exit interface. Yeah. Yeah, Improve multi-purchase ad interface. All right, good. Uh, is there any particular reason you can't collect pirate insults from the pirates at the, at the, in Dinsey land? Yes, it is because the, uh, um, book of pirate insults rather than the book of pirate insults. Yeah. yeah, Uh, I can see you working on it. Predates. So good. Uh, at monsters having phylum. So there is just a hard coded list. Like it was like, if in array monster ID, dollar sign pirates right so apparently in fight.php there is just an array that's like pirates equals array and then a list of monster ids for pirates um that means that some monsters might secretly be pirates and you don't know (laughs) that's true oh yeah but anyway i mean i could i could fix that um let's see (laughs) uh because i mean pirates and insults it's just it's just right there (laughs) yeah um Uh. All right. Good radio. Yep. Joy says, have you ever considered making it so avatar changing potions count as outfits for the purposes of trick or treating? Discuss. No, because we, the whole point of those is that they are a really low impact way to add some cool content. And if we had to make candies for each of them, then that right. would suddenly candies become. Candies and write that little adventure. And yeah. except there would not be any way to there would not be any way to do it because that adventure lives in the outfit table right right so there used to be some stuff hard-coded we did that stuff with the haunted sorority house where there were some items that would give you a a costume avatar and had special encounters that were hard-coded in there i think those are still there like i think i remember last year at halloween or you know this was 14 months ago or whatever 16 months ago um copying all that code across into the new trick-or-treating interface which hmm. is just a choice adventure um and yeah so it, it would have to be weirdly hard-coded and it's uh, uh, yeah i just don't i don't really want to do that marlon shakespeare says did you draw your inspiration for the ghost herding puzzle in spooky raven manor from another source or was it totally your creation as far as i know it was just a thing that i made up i don't yeah i don't yeah. remember ever running into a thing like that previous i hope that it is fun i felt like that was sort of the weakest element of the revamp and i was okay with that because it was also option not required for the quest um it's dev had a lot of trouble figuring out what was going on it's not it's not super obvious part of it yeah i mean and part of it was i think there wasn't final writing in when okay when it was in testing you know i think it's pretty easy if you understand how it works like it doesn't take very long to to do it um and i i feel like the writing this is one of those weird things where like because of the way that kol approaches writing it's hard to tell which things are important clues and which things are jokes right a lot of the time which is i guess part of the puzzle right it's like Mm -hmm. how carefully are you reading this and do you like you know, it was like when we were mad How much of this puzzle is just a joke? <laughs> playing that. N- not to spoiler anyone who is uh, going to play the lion-centric Sherlock Holmes consulting detective case. But <laughs> That's like, the first one, isn't it? 
<clears throat> yeah, I think it is the first one. Um, <laughs> it was the first one we played at least at the, at the Campo Santo offices. Mm-hmm. And there was a part where there was like some dumb Hobbit joke. And then there was some character named Mr. Underhill. And so we, we were like, fuck man. Like what, what really? <laughs> How it turned out to be a red herring, but it was a red herring that they wrote into the thing, right? So it was like, okay, so what we need to know to know whether we're wasting our time by visiting this Underhill guy is how dumb is this game? Like, is that the kind of thing that they would do and have it be important? Or was that just a joke? And you go see him and there is a paragraph for him in the case. So it's like obviously a thing that they intended to at least trick people into doing. Interesting. But right, but it was just cosmetic. It was just a waste of time, which is how those things... So I don't remember that at all. Was that in the the newer edition? I don't know which version. I, I wonder if they, Sean Vanneman had. At the I wonder office. if they wrote new writing. That seems like a weird thing for them to have done if they did. Also, huh. uh, we had a bunch of problems with it because there was just a fucking typo in the case book. Oh. Like we were under the like we were like all right, well we should go to Scotland Yard. Well, we can't. Like Scotland Yard is just not an option for us in this case. But you were totally supposed to go to Scotland Yard. It's just that there were typos in oh, the book. In the, wow. in the, in the like phone numbers? in the phone yeah. book. Yeah, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it, it really did. We wouldn't have solved it anyway. But it was still just it, it was it was demoralizing. And that was the thing. Like that game, and I guess KOL is a lot more systemy than that. But it really does like figuring stuff out really does rely on paying attention to the writing. Mm-hmm. And until you know, and maybe with KOL stuff, because we're constantly making new stuff in slightly different styles, you never really know like which things are likely to be important and which things aren't like I have tended to start if there is game relevant stuff being put into text, like bolding it or whatever, hmm. uh, you know, like, like legend of Zelda color text. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, that doesn't happen with, that doesn't happen with the, um, ghosts in Spooky Raven, right? But everything that it says that they do is relevant to the puzzle, right? Because it's either like, they don't like this object, they do like this object, or, and I think it it might also change from Ascension to Ascension, although I don't remember if I actually did that or not. Um, anyway. Yeah, as far as I know, it's original. If you know of something similar to it, then it might be something that I accidentally, subconsciously ripped off. Glebe says, can you please make it so Green Taffy, the copy one, works on wild seahorses? Usually I encounter my first one before my lassoing skill is leveled enough. Well, yeah, that's because it's a game. You're not supposed to just get the first one all the time. (coughs) Hugbert says, hey, Jick and his posse. While searching for players in the message section thingy, could there be options to filter by class and inactivity as well? Yeah, probably. Um, searching by level is all well and good, but say I'm looking for a level 35 Disco Bandit. All I can do is search for the level and hope they are one of the 100 characters listed of all classes, some of which haven't logged in since 2010. Yeah. P.S. Jake, you look very similar to James Wesley from Daredevil, the Netflix version. I like to pretend that it's you and that you've made it as an actor. <laughs> I'm, or as um, a Daredevil. I'm, I'm, fla- I'm flattered, I think, that people think that. There are some pictures where he looks more like me and fatter. <laughs> Uh, but then some pictures where he's real good looking, and I'm like, oh, neat. So is it flattery or fattery? I think it's fattery. Okay. Um, 
Phil says, hi, Asim. Just try and jump on a very old bandwagon. How about a Cockney rhyming sling for the Moxie chat effect weapon? Uh, that's pretty good. Wow. If So if there was a Cockney rhyming a corpus yeah. that was a bunch of word replacements that were dense enough for normal words, right? You're not going to beat prepositions because... Prepositions are fucking are everywhere. Rad. Right. Uh, they're above you. The they're homophone, below you. The homophone you. was surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, that was both a manageable set of data and enough that it triggers often enough to be funny, but not so often as to be annoying. Like the thing, the Cockney rhyming slang one is tough though, because there is not, I don't think there is any kind there's of not centralized enough, database. Yeah. And we can't just use the Twitter bot that's generating it because that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Soccer means brisette because soccer clarinet rhymes with brisette. Oh, yeah, a soccer clarinet. That thing that is a real thing that everyone knows about. I have no idea where that thing is getting either of its corpuses because some, like, it just posts weird strings of text, like stuff like maybe from an email from one person to another or something. That right. it's, it's super weird and really entertaining. Um,. The Amazing Mr. Toothpaste says, I've got a question about the Elemental Adventurer contest at the base of the Naughty Sorceress Tower. Is the element you're assigned actually random every ascension, or is it one of those fakey random but actually predictable things like the copperhead snakes and the potions you get from the juice bar? I've been trying for a couple months to find the sleaze-aligned one, but it's a predictable thing uh, each time. Maybe I can start trying to figure it out instead of just hoping to get lucky, so to speak. Thanks. Uh, it is just random. Um, hey there, everybody, says Bert. Well, I am very much looking forward to the war revamp, and there not being just one fixed optimal path through it anymore, I'm kind of afraid of losing my opportunity to collect the factoids from the rare war hero encounters. Are the war heroes still going to be a thing in the new war, or do I have to bite the bullet and tatter my way through each side for all the factoids? No, they'll still be around. They will definitely still be available. Because that's not the... Those monsters and their items and the theming of that stuff is not the kind of stuff that I... Those aren't the things that I don't like about the war. The things that I don't like about the war are... It, the sort of impenetrable mechanics that it's not easy to present to people and the fact that opening them is doubly impenetrable. Like starting the war, I don't really even remember or understand how it works. Um, you know, it's maybe not as bad as I'm afraid that it is, but, uh, but yeah, not, uh, not getting rid of those heroes. Kuwerty says, you should add a dick stabbing cutlass, you know, for the pirates. A dick knife. Emmanuel DNX says, can't wait to hear more about West of Loathing. Sounds like you've incorporated a lot of positive experience from Word Realms and Master Swords, and I'm sure it'll be great. There's at least a pseudo-Western-themed uh, JRPG called Wild Arms. Most of the series is set in a desert-slash-cowboy-themed world, and some all have a tribe of people that are Native American-inspired. There's some futuristic elements from a ruined society as well. I really liked what I played of it, Wild Arms 3 on PS2, and would highly recommend it for research purposes or a multi-week video game's hot dog assignment. Yeah, that's maybe a thing that we could yeah, do. I don't. That was the one that I played was Wild Arms 3. It was pretty good. Uh, F says, just so you know it's out there, a pee-pee hat to a parent is a little hat you put on a baby boy's dick when you're changing his diaper so that he doesn't pee everywhere. They're horrible gifts and are never used. Uh, yeah, anyway. Huh. That, thanks. I just assumed they meant condom. Yeah, me too. I... You could probably just use a just condom for that... For that. <laughs> yeah, you put it around his balls and everything. He doesn't... A baby's don't have balls yet. I mean, they do, but they're not where you can put a condom on them <laughs> without going to jail. I don't know, man. This is gross. <laughs> you could also just learn to change diapers faster. Could you do like a quick change thing where you 
with one hand you like take the diaper off and the other hand you like flip it on real quick so it just happens in like two swift motions like, like whipping the tablecloth up from under all the mm-hmm. plates what you yeah. could do is you could just put like 10 diapers on the baby and every time he shits just oh, take the one off the outside uh <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh come on that's pretty good right <laughs> Florence says, I was listening to the June 28th, 2012 Thursday show because that was my birthday that year. And I started laughing when Jake went off about how the forum server was working just fine. Poor forum server. Man, it it was an honor to serve. (laughs) Seriously, that thing lasted a really long time. Yep. With Jeff constantly telling me, you've got to do something about that. We've got to do something about that. I'm like, Jeff, Jeff, come on. It's fine. Like nothing that he wanted to do would have made it any better. It it was, it was owned. He was right. It was it was completely point. Uh, I'm surprised that it wasn't being used as like a spam relay or something. Maybe, or maybe it, was. it was. Maybe it was. Captain Spam says, "Do you ever think about making Ed's final battle before the warehouse to be against the council? I mean, it seems clear to me, Amun and and Ed, that it was their orders, not so much that jerk Captain Spam, who's still a jerk, caused all the problems with the MacGuffin. That way, with the council defeated, we could finally see King Ralph Eleven rule the land for as long as it takes for Ed to return the MacGuffin, and maybe the council members could get names as Ed beats the crap out of them. I don't know. I kind of like that we didn't establish that fiction. Yeah, I I kind of like the council is." Sort of a faceless, bu- faceless, inept bureaucracy. Yeah, I, I like to just like imply maybe sinister yeah. ulterior motives rather than straight up spell them out. Yeah, like I think there's there's one point in the Ed stuff where where I imply that they're reading everybody's mail or something, but and we don't want to like, you know, I don't think we want to backfill a like ah it turns out you were working for the bad guys the whole time narrative I mean even though like that would be a pretty good hackneyed narrative to have done to begin with Disky says "Uh, the walk of ages is really cool but it doesn't seem to have had any interesting stuff added in a while sorry but the walk lobster and unfortunate dumplings aren't as cool as the lasagnas and wontons could there be more recipes there in the future I kind of feel like those things were a failure hmm you know, it was an early attempt to try to make the classes play a little differently, but because by the time that went in there, we were already sort of maxed out on what we could do with food reasonably, it just didn't end up being that. Like, the malice is also not... Maybe people still use the still. I guess they probably do. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Disky also writes, the Crown of Thrones and bleh, Crown of Thrones and Buddy Bjorn are nice, but adventuring with a familiar still seems entirely focused on what it can do for you. It'd be nice to explore how a player can show appreciation for the familiar's hard work and what they do in the terrarium when the player is out trying to free the king. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to make an entire other ten video games about all that. We've <laughs> talked about doing uh, like a familiar rancher, right? Yeah, or- that was like a very, very early project idea i had back before i was an employee was an elaborate familiar raising sim kind of game i don't think i still have any of the notes on it but i also think it probably wasn't very good (laughs) uh let's see 
Sevalt says, Jake, listening to you discuss trophies last week was odd. For years, I've heard you respond to people who want the no pants, old crumbo, or other limited time trophies with your belief that content that isn't available to everyone is cooler and more meaningful. In fact, you tur- you uh, turned me closer to your way of thinking. Have you changed your mind about this? Have the years of complaints worn you down? I'm joking, but have they? I mean, I, it hasn't been, compl- I mean, I don't know what he's really been complaining about it for a long time, but I no longer feel that strongly about, okay, I do feel like stuff that only certain people can get is is good, but I don't feel like trophies should be one of those things. Hmm. Like, I just, I kind of regret having trophies that can't be gotten anymore because it is a long-term goal that is just fundamentally compromised for a certain kind of player who might otherwise really enjoy it. Right, because, because if, they, if they can't collect all of them, then there's... Even if they never would in a million years, we don't want to somebody who is potentially interested in a thing that is going to keep them happily playing KOL for nine months. We don't want that to have like an element of it where they're like, oh, never mind. Right. Right. Like just giving them an opportunity to give up on it before they've even started. It just doesn't seem like a good idea. Like both from a like, you know mercenary retention perspective and from a like this being a thing that will make people happy and be like a fun thing for them to try to do while they're dicking around doing other stuff uh let's see icy man that would be uh, another thing we'd have to announce in comeback emails is that we've made all the trophies possible to get yeah and i also really do think that making some of the dumber ones just easier you know i don't think that anybody would be upset if we did what a lot of people have suggested and just change those Dredsylvania ones to like 13 instead of 50, right? It just seems a lot more manageable. We were operating under the assumption that the Dredsylvania consumables were going to be more or less as common as the Hobopolis consumables. And that turned out to not be the case because, I mean, A, it just takes a lot more turns to play Dredsylvania hmm. and it just didn't end up being as appealing to, I think, the type of player who has the mindset that makes them want to play a lot of KOL, which is just go fast, go fast, go fast. Like, I specifically want to see what would a clan dungeon be like if you couldn't go faster. And it's like, well, unpopular (laughs) is what it would be like. You know, I think it's still great. I think a lot of people can play it a few times and see all the content. I'm really, really proud of the design of it. And I really like all the writing in it. And I really like the art. Like, I'm really proud of Dreslevania. I think it's a good dungeon. But it's just not one that has that sort of compulsion hook that a hamster run is or 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 the like you know uh let's see icy man writes this is this I, i'm i'm gonna this is long and i'm gonna read it and i'm gonna uh, maybe be a little disparaging about it i hope not um so i had a conversation in hardcore about the declining community i think it's due to the lack of information for new players without skills items of the month credit cards and other resources i'm not complaining about overpowered items of the month or inability to farm items of the month in fact i think the cost per game content is amazingly cheap in kol and one can fully enjoy the game without items of the month the problem is that all of the current ga- guides out there are made by and for veterans of the game for new players it must seem like they're playing a totally different game i need to create copies of library desks according to this to do wiki copy click putty item of the month click fax machine item of the month rage quit the decline of every mmorpg has been due to the split between older players and newer players which is why i think type 69 is a brilliant idea i think you mean standard restrictions 
I plan on dedicating some of my time to providing guides oriented at newer players with few resources, but I think something that would help would be to include a side room in the museum for budget core runs made without items of the month or other rare content to incentivize players into creating guides slash content for newer players, because we all know that everyone likes new ways of measuring their EPing, and then new players can create more content for new players. I know it can be worrisome that people will stop paying for content entirely by competing in the new leaderboard, and the shift towards optimal items of the month recently reflect those worries, but I somehow think that this counterintuitive measure will be better for the health of the game. What do you think of this suggestion? I mean, do do you really feel like there's been a shift towards optimal items of the month? I mean, items of the month have gotten more powerful, I think, relative to the the context of everything, right? I mean, but, I I think yeah. that okay. in in a world with standard restrictions, it lets us make all items of the month this powerful all the time without breaking the game, right? We were, we, we often held back things that would have been awesome and fun because we were afraid just, of the impact too, that they would have by then just powerful. being there forever and being a thing that everyone had to have if they wanted to, to play competitively. And, you know, that, you know, like I said, the, the items of the month that we've been making lately are the things that we wanted to do because they're awesome and they're fun and they're powerful and they feel like a thing that you want to buy. Right. And that's good for everybody because, they're fun and we make money and you know you, you can still get them in the mall i mean this nothing has fundamentally changed about our philosophy except that it just frees us up to make more awesome stuff oh no riff fell into a hole i i don't know about that the, the, the like, notion that the notion of budget core leaderboards be well i mean going even further back from that i don't know that i i agree with the notion that the decline of every MMO is based on a contention between new players and old players. Yeah, I also don't either. I mean, I think the decline of an MMO is typically the result of that MMO being about 10 years old. Right. It's the like it's the fact that there are other things to do and they're more fresh and new and you've never seen them yeah, before like a new mmo comes out that's like this only with some of the with lessons learned from all the previous ones and i mean it, it's yeah like, I, I don't i don't fault anybody for playing kol and being like oh, that was fun and then stopping right yep. like i i think it is totally fine and reasonable for someone to play for a while and then maybe come back because we keep adding content so like if you liked it you could come back in a year and play for another month and see a bunch of new stuff and that would be fine and that's that's a totally reasonable play style. Yep. Like you, the way that you play World of Warcraft, which is I think super unusual, is well, it's unusual I because think you maintain only in that I continue to pay for the subscription sure. even in the you know eighteen <laughs> month periods where I don't ever log in. Right. I mean that's and that's just inertia. Although it did get me a sweet sweet orc statue. True, oh, I've nice. actually seen that. Oh yeah, I'll show it to you. I, that was a weird thing that they just randomly did. Um, All the tenure subscribers got <clears throat> statues. I, I do agree that, like, I I think that the kind of people who hang out in hardcore are actually bad for retention. Because when somebody says, if somebody asks for help with the junk sprites, they will say, don't do the junk sprites, that's for idiots, it's slow and inefficient. And that is bad. I mean, no, like, no one just, is going to be hanging out in hardcore. No, you're right. But I mean, I'm food. saying like that kind of player, though, like seeing the advice that people get, like in the forums, especially like when somebody is asking about something in the forums, what they will often be told is and 
don't do this fun thing, do this optimal thing. Yeah. And don't, don't kiss the prom queen. And that sucks. Like, it's, you know, here, in fact, in fact, I, I know you want to know how to do this thing that's actually designed more recently and is maybe actually enjoyable in and of itself, but what you should be doing is collection of esoteric expensive bullshit that doesn't sound fun at all, right? Because it's only fun for you because it is the last, like, 1% that you've managed to to scrape off of your total run times. Like, it's... And there's nothing I can do about that, right? Like, the people that get invested in the game often get invested in the game not for social reasons, but because they like that that optimization puzzle. Because, I mean, that's what the game is to them. But you have to remember your process on that, right? Like, learning those things is fun. Just being told all of those things to begin with. Hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, a new account could do a five-day run, but I feel like it's more fun if they do a 30-day run, and then they do a 20-day run, and then they do a, yeah. you know, maybe they just settle into doing, like, 15-day runs for their entire career, and that's fucking fine, right? Because they can not get bored. Like, the longer your ascension takes, the less you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, which is not actually super fun for a lot of people. Yeah, the burnout, I think, hits when you're ascensions get real short and you have days where you are finishing an ascension and then have an entire additional new day of turns. Right. Whereas if that happens every couple of weeks and you don't really care if it happens on tomorrow because tomorrow's Saturday instead of today, I feel like you're just going to enjoy yourself more. <sighs> yeah, I think, I mean, those people are not competitive and I wonder if a lot of the people that uh, this poster is probably this 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 question is probably being asked from the f mindset of like people that would be interested in the competition but feel like it is there's just a huge barrier to entry right but you know this game if if you are interested in the competition and you're going to be around for a while it's okay to like think about maybe investing in some items items of the month either by farming for them or donating or whatever you know the ca the super casual players let them do what they want. You know, wander wander around and be suboptimal. And yeah, Deus Ex Machina writes question about Jeff the server man. So far, I've only seen that name spelt J E F F and G E O F F. Is Jeff G E F F secretly a robot who just failed a test to pass as a human? And that's why we always called him <laughs> Geff. Yeah, because we had also never seen anyone whose name was. <clears throat> yeah, I don't really say he seems like. Middle Eastern, maybe, but doesn't have an accent, no. so I don't know anything about his, his parents, so I don't know anything about the lineage, the thinking that must have gone into the selection of his name. Um, I see what it says, how about a slash perv channel? Oh, that's harem. <laughs> um, I know this is a little short, but I'm pretty hungry. Okay. And I'm getting tired of reading and talking. <laughs> this does not bode well. For the future. For the future of our podcasts. Also our this lives. This night's future. No, I'll be uh, fine tomorrow. If uh, if y'all want uh, a different insight into KOL and how it's been made, you, you might already know all the stories already, uh, but we did a, a little bit of a sort of interview on the Zachtronics podcast, which is not yet yeah. available. Yeah, I haven't iTunes. been publicizing it because of that. Yeah. 
Um, uh, it's it's out there. You can search for it. And it's that process and just we'll, takes like 48 we'll, hours usually from when it gets submitted. So it'll be there soon. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll definitely remind people about it okay. uh, through all the media that I'm aware of. I didn't want to post it to the front page until you could actually just pick up your phone and get it. Right. Right. Because navigating to a website and listening to a podcast is a thing you can do on a phone, but it's just right. a pain in the ass because you have to leave the phone turned on. Because you turn your phone off. No, I'm saying you podcasts. can't lock. You have to leave the screen on. You can't lock the phone and have know. it continue to play. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is so dumb. It's so bad. Yeah. Like, but I mean, you don't want stuff arbitrarily running while the phone's locked, I guess. Because I don't, fuck, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, when it's actually possible to get it from iTunes. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. He, he just said, Hey, we're starting a podcast and we thought we would interview you. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, make a hamburger out of farts. See ya. Have a great week, everybody.